0: To Faith Life 365. This is episode number 43. Now, uh, my name is Tim Hardison. If you have missed any of our past episodes, please go back and get caught up. Uh, we have a website at www.faithlife365.org, uh, also a Rumble channel and YouTube channel, and it is Faith Life 365, one word. And uh, in this episode, we're going to continue to talk about religion or Word of God. Now, let's say a quick prayer and get started here. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much for your many blessings on our lives, Father. Father, we pray that you would open our eyes today that we may see and open our ears that we may hear and understand your Word. Father, renew our minds and give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as as we grow our faith now, as we hear and study your word. Amen. And amen. All right. So in episode number 42, and I, I realized it's been a little while since I've posted, I apologize, I've been doing a lot of traveling and I've not had the opportunity to sit down and get these recorded. <clears throat> but in episode number 42, we discussed how the Holy Spirit has been sent, uh, to us and that, uh, we as Christians are sealed by the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our redemption. Now, we discussed uh, salvation and what occurs when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But, but let me ask you a personal question here today. And the answer to this question is really the most important in determining whether or not our faith produces the results we're seeking. So now the question are these questions, do you know God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? Do you have a personal and intimate relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? Now, many of you immediately answered yes, uh, with an exclamation point even, And, and you did so with a pure heart. And some of you answered yes, but with a little bit of hesitancy in your voice. And some are asking, what exactly do you mean when you say personal relationship? Uh, or maybe, can you define exactly what you mean by the word no? <laughs> so, look, I read a book that was titled The True Nature of God, and it was written by Andrew Womack. And the very uh, first paragraph of the introduction to the book kind of just struck me as as a true and profound statement. And, and it read... Did you know that if a person really knew God and understood God as the Wonderful Father He is, there would be no trouble believing Him and His Word? One more time. Let me read this. Did you know that if a person really knew God and understood God as the Wonderful Father He is, there would be no trouble believing Him and His Word? (coughs) That just struck me as, as very profound, if, if you think about it. So how do you really know someone? I mean, I worked with many individuals five or sometimes six days per week, eight to 10 hours per day for 30 plus years. I mean, I can honestly say I know them. I recognize their voice, their face. Uh, I know many of their mannerisms. I know their personalities, how they like to dress, uh, some of the foods that they like, what types of beverages they like. I can describe to you what they look like. I mean, if someone were to ask me if I know them, I could immediately say, yes, I know them. But you see, to know someone in this manner doesn't necessarily mean that you know them, you truly know them. I mean, once most of these people left the workplace and went home, I really don't know that much about them other uh, than what I would hear them talk about at work. So I knew them, but I didn't have a personal, intimate relationship with them like I do with my wife, my children, my grandchildren, and the rest of my family and closest friends. Now there's a very distinct difference in knowing someone in the workplace, knowing someone you see at church every Sunday, uh, maybe knowing people uh, through sports or your kids, you know, sports teams uh, and so on, <clears throat> and then. Truly knowing who a person is through a personal and intimate relationship. When you truly, truly know someone, I mean, you, you almost know what they're going to do or say before they do it or say it. You know the level of integrity they have. You know whether or not you can truly trust them with your most sensitive secrets or maybe with your, your personal finances or other very private information. I mean, you know for a fact if they are trustworthy or if they're not trustworthy. Knowing someone on a personal and intimate level is completely different than knowing them as a co-worker or someone you occasionally uh, get together with or, or see at church or sporting events. <clears throat> so let me ask the question again. Do you know God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? Do you have a personal an intimate relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Now, if you again immediately said yes with an exclamation point or even without, I have a a few more questions. Can you describe God in a personal and intimate way? How about Jesus and the Holy Spirit? Can you tell me what their voice sounds like to you? Uh, How do you communicate with them? How do they appear to you? Do they appear to you? how do you know you're in their presence? When do you meet with them? What do you talk about when you're with them? Now, I know, you know, some people are sitting there and and they're thinking, that's just crazy talk. I mean, this is ridiculous or outright absurd. How can you possibly have these conversations or what do you mean, can I describe, you know, what their voice sounds like and and, and stuff? But, you know, some of you... Can answer all, or or at least some of these questions, and for those who can, the answers will not all be exactly the same, as as we each have a unique, personal, and intimate relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, for those who may think these questions are absurd, uh, I would say you need to develop a personal and intimate relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when I'm asking these questions. In probably ninety-nine point nine percent of the cases, people have not heard an audible voice, and people have not seen Jesus or or God or or had 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 many of the experiences that some people can describe having had. But you hear that still quiet voice inside when the when the, when the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, and you're speaking with them and you're communing with them, and and you know. You know that, that voice that you hear inside, and you, you know that relationship that you have with them. And uh, so that's why I'm asking these questions, and that's the relationship that I'm speaking of. So you see, if a person really knew God and understood God as the wonderful Father He is, there would be no trouble believing Him and His Word. And if you have no trouble believing Him, and his word, you'll have way, way less trouble um, standing in total faith and being healed from sickness, illness, and disease, or having any of your other needs met as provided for in the word of God, these things that we're standing in faith and belief for. Uh, I mean, still, I know for many people, uh, this is a crazy, radical concept. And in many cases, people feel this way, why? Because of religion. I mean, many denominations don't teach that we're to have a true, close, personal, intimate relationship with God and Jesus, much less the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit scares a lot of people. Yet that's exactly what God in His Word has called us to do. So uh, let me introduce you again to what some and possibly many will consider to be a radical belief or teaching. Yet this is what the Word of God says, though not necessarily what religion or many denominations teach. Let's read from John chapter 17, verses 1 through 5, and this is the English Standard Version. When Jesus had spoken these words, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Jesus is praying to the Father. I want to focus on verse 3, which reads, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus is defines eternal life. Notice he did not define eternal life as living forever. All souls will live forever. Uh, Some will live forever in the presence of God, and the rest will live forever separated from God. There is no in-between. So, religion often teaches us that we must be saved so that we can have eternal life. Well, this is true. It's a true teaching in the sense that if we're truly saved and born again, that we'll have eternal life in heaven, not in hell, not separated from God. However, this is not how Jesus defined eternal life. Jesus defined eternal life as knowing God and Jesus Christ. And So what did Jesus mean when he prayed, that they know you? The Apostle John used the Greek word ginosko, uh, and it's spelled G-I-N-O-S-K-O, which was translated into the English word know. Now, HELPS Word Studies uh, defines ginosko as uh, properly to know, especially through personal experience, firsthand acquaintance, experientially know. Uh, is used, for example, in Luke 1, uh, 34. And Mary, a virgin, said to the angel, how will this be since it I, since I do not know a man? Uh, meaning sexual intimacy. She did not know a man in that intimate manner. So now the word know is used by Jesus, same word, uh, in the sense of having a personal intimate relationship not not in a sexual manner but in the most intimate way as a child knows its mother and father and brothers and sisters or as we know our children um, Jesus defined eternal life as having a personal intimate relationship with God and himself Jesus Christ he mentioned nothing about eternal life having anything to do with living forever in heaven you see he defined eternal life simply as knowing God and Himself. Jesus defined eternal life as us having this personal and intimate relationship now, in the present, not just after we die and go to heaven. So eternal life is living in a personal, intimate relationship with God and Jesus now, in the present. And, and some may be asking, well, what about the future? Well, yeah, yeah, of course the future, but the future is now. Well, what about tomorrow? Yes, now is now, and and now is tomorrow and the future uh, eternally, right? Because the past was just a second ago, but the future is now. The present is now, but now it's the future, or the future is now. you see what I'm saying? (laughs) I know it gets a little confusing, but now is now. But as soon as we say now, now is past us, and we're in the future. Okay, I'll quit being, but anyway, eternal life is to be in this personal and intimate relationship with God and Jesus Christ now and forever. And he sent the Holy Spirit to seal us as our guarantee of our redemption and eternal life, to be our helper, and comforter. So to have a personal and intimate relationship with God and Jesus is to also have a personal and intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit who lives within us, who is our helper, our comforter. We should be speaking with the Holy Spirit constantly as as our guide so that we walk after the Spirit, not after the flesh, and we're not conformed to the world, right? But we are conformed after the Father. So let's look at another scripture. Uh, you may look at this scripture and its deeper meaning completely different uh, in the future. So, John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30 of the English Standard Version My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand, and I and the Father are one. Now, in verse 27, the word know is again translated from the Greek word "gnosko." So Jesus is saying that he knows his sheep personally and intimately, and that he gives them Eternal life. What is eternal life as Jesus defined it? Knowing personally and intimately God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, wow. Jesus is saying he knows us personally and intimately, and that he in turn gives us the ability to know him and God and the Holy Spirit personally and intimately. Now, Not sometime in the future after this flesh uh, expires. He goes on to say that we will never perish and that no one will snatch us out of his or the Father's hand. Now, if you can get this down in your spirit, if you can come to understand uh, this and develop this personal and intimate relationship with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, your life will never be the same. See if you really get to know God Jesus and the Holy Spirit in a personal and intimate way, you can you can come to understand God as the wonderful father that he is and you'll have no trouble believing him and his word. And just you know, understand people always feel like I got to have goosebumps on my arm. I I've, I've got to have a special feeling or I've got to have this or or the Holy Spirit's not there with me or I, God's not there with me if I don't Feel these special things. No, no, no. No, God is always with you. He has given you that promise that He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's given the Holy Spirit, who is lives inside of you, is with you always. And you need to know and understand you don't need goosebumps or some feeling or some, you know, something tingling up and down your spine uh, or else God's not with me or the spirit's not with me. No, he is with you always. He has promised you that. And if you have an intimate relationship with him, you know that he is always there present with you. He's not always pleased. With, with some of our actions and some of the things we do, but He never leaves us nor forsakes us. I mean, listen, you can be a Christian with the Spirit of God living inside of you, and you've not developed a personal and intimate relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You, you may have been a Christian for 80 years, 90, 100 years if you've been blessed with that age and not yet developed a personal and intimate relationship with God Jesus and the Holy Spirit you'd be a christian now you may scoff at that thought you you may you may but then look i ask you again do you truly know god jesus and the holy spirit do you have a personal and intimate relationship with god jesus and the holy spirit or or do you just know about him You've you've attended church. You've you've read His Word, but then you know all about Him. But but you've not developed that personal relationship. Do, do you know Him as someone you meet with on Sundays, or or maybe when you've gotten yourself in a bind? you see I, I know my friends will help me out as best they can if and when they have time and, and if I'm if I'm in a bind and I know many of my co-workers will help me as best as they can if and, and when they have time to me to, to help me but you know what I know I know that I know that I know that my family those whom I love those whom I truly know and trust th- those whom I have a personal and intimate relationship with, will do anything possible to help me no matter what, no matter when, no matter where, no matter how. Always. And do you know what's even greater than that? Is knowing that my God, my King Jesus, my Comforter and Helper, the Holy Spirit are with me always. And you know what? If you don't have that personal Relationship yet, where you speak and commune with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, He's still with you. If you're a Christian and if you've accepted Christ, He's still with you. I'm not saying He's not, He's there. But there's still a difference in in having that personal and intimate relationship. And I know that I have a personal and intimate relationship with God, my Father, with Jesus, my Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit, my Comforter and Helper. See, I'm in constant communication, I pray continuously. In my spirit. I, I hear the voice of the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit. I know and I feel their presence. I, I do my best to be constantly aware. I know when I'm out of the Father's will, for the Holy Spirit convicts my heart. I, I I'm far from perfect, way far from perfect in this relationship. And I fail and neglect our relationship at times. But I strive to have an ever more personal and intimate relationship. <clears throat> It's no different than, than a husband and a wife. And, you know, sometimes you fall out of that communion. Sometimes you're not on the same page and you've disappointed each other and done things. But but you come back and you reestablish that relationship. And I know, I know, see, for I just know that I know that, that the Word of God is truth and it's alive. It is now. It is ever present. And I believe the Word of God with everything in me. I believe it more than than my eyes or any of my five senses uh, or what they tell me in the flesh because I have that personal and intimate relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in me, and I know that He's real. I don't have to feel a goosebump or a tingly to know that He's with me because He said He's with me. He said that the Holy Spirit has sealed me, lives within me. So I know he's real now. And if you don't have this relationship, I just encourage you to invite him into your life in that intimate and personal way. Talk to him. Uh, Develop a personal and intimate relationship. Find that quiet time. Take walks or get out to yourself. Get yourself a prayer closet. Get yourself a quiet space and go pray. And you can't do all the talking. Sometimes you have to be quiet and listen and hear. If you have children, I mean, if your child, you know, in another sense of this, because a lot of times we feel like that we have to constantly uh, be confessing or saying or doing. But, you know, let's think of this. If you if you have children and if your child were in your arms, your child would not have to constantly confess and say out loud, I confess with my mouth that my parent will not drop me on my head. Uh, I confess with my mouth that my parent will provide for me. No, your child knows that you will keep them safe and provide for them. Why? Because they truly know you, and with childlike faith, they fully and totally trust you. They know that they know that they know. You love them with all your heart and that you'll do anything to keep and protect them. You will do everything in your power to meet their every need. They know this. Now, I know as they hit that teenage level, sometimes you question that, but they know it. They know it deep inside. They won't admit it, maybe, but they know it. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need to confess and speak the Word of God. We do. But we don't have to keep saying the same things over and over and over. Uh, We say it. We confess it. We believe it to be true. And, and, And then we thank God for it and move on. Thanking Him and praising Him that He's heard our need, that He's already met our need. So... How much more will our Heavenly Father, who is love, love us and keep us and provide for us? So, But we have to believe this, and we have to accept this with a childlike faith. Childlike faith doesn't look at the doctor report and immediately fall into fear. Childlike faith sees the strength of the Father protecting them. Childlike faith believes without doubt that what the Father says is truth and that the Father can and will do what He says He can and will do. Uh, Some may say, well, that just sounds like more crazy talk. And to some, it is. Seriously, it is just crazy talk as they do not believe. Uh, I'm going to read a long scripture here, but this scripture pretty well spells it out. And it's 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verses 6 through 14, and this is the Amplified Bible. Yet we do speak wisdom among those spiritually mature, believers who have teachable hearts and a greater understanding. But it is a higher wisdom, not the wisdom of this present age, nor of the rulers and leaders of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the wisdom once hidden from man, but now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God predestinated before the ages to our glory to lift us into the glory of His presence. None of the rulers of this age recognized and understood this wisdom. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written in Scripture, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, which have have not entered the heart of man all that God has prepared for those who love Him, who hold Him in affectionate reverence, who obey Him, who gratefully recognize the benefits that He has bestowed. For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God the divine counsels, and things far beyond human understanding. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. We also speak of these things, not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts and spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. But the natural, unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd, and illogical to him and he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. And he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. But the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian judges all things, questions, examines and applies what the Holy spirit reveals yet is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature for who has known the mind and purposes of him, the Lord, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. <laughs> Simply put, this is awesome, right? So I ask again, do you know God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? Do you have a personal and intimate relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That's all for this episode. I I want you to join me in episode number 44 as we continue to discuss the topic of religion or Word of God. And we'll pick up right here where we're leaving off. I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year.